Well, hello, friends. All right, let's do it. Today's guest is one of my new friends, Dane Clark, on the podcast today. We're going to talk about Brain.fm, focus music, right? We're going to talk about how it can improve focus, meditation, relaxation, nap, sleep. Yes, all this really cool stuff. So let's do it. This is episode 39. Thank everyone for actually checking in and checking out the podcast weekly. Uh, Yeah, thank you. Uh, I do it for you. Uh, So let's do it. Brain.fm, focus music. Brain.fm provides music design for the brain, generated by special AI technology invented by the team to improve focus, meditation, relaxation, naps, and sleep within 15 minutes of use. Check it out. And use our code, brain.fm, forward slash the K-I-T-R. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. The Kids in the Room Podcast. The Kids in the Room Podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Move Faces. Check it out. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to the Kids Room Podcast. Today we've got Dan Clark on the actual podcast today. Yeah. Dan, what's going on? Tell us what you do. Tell us what your specialty is, man. Like, how are you doing? Yeah, well, first off, I'm happy to be here. Excited to chat with you today. Um, I'm CEO of a company called Brain FM, where we make functional music to help people get into focus, relax or sleep, and then stay there. Um, and I'm so excited on how we can use the technology to help you be, help people be the best self on demand. Wow, be the be the best, be the best. So like, what is the so so explain to the audience, like, what is the primary goal of Brain FM? Yeah, so you know, we live in a world where we're constantly having to uh, change activities, right? Um, we have to do work sometimes and and uh, plug in and plug out, so to speak, right? Sometimes our body doesn't feel like working, though, or sleeping or relaxing or whatever. What we're trying to do is we're trying to use music and empower it with science to be able to switch your mental state from one to another, easy, quick, within five minutes, and then help you stay in that mental state as long as you need to, to either get better work done, to actually get relaxation or, or sleep, um, and really, again, unlock your true potential. Wow. That's amazing. So how did you, how did you, how did you, how did you do this? Like, like, like what was the prerequisite to getting into something like this? Like, how did you start out? You know, what motivated you to, to do this? Like what happened? Were you like Einstein sitting in a room and just figured out that sign, the sound would actually change people's behaviors or were you listening to music? Like what, what is your, what, how did this happen? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. So I have a wicked indirect path, right? So, um, and I think I should start over from actually when I was younger, but it all had to connect, right? So when I was 11, I started doing martial arts um, and I was picked on, I was not confident and um, martial arts was really a tool that transformed me into being a confident person that was teaching and leading. And uh, I really liked helping people because martial arts was a vehicle to do that, right? And then I started my career. I started building technology companies and accelerating them and would basically go into something, uh, you know, grow it and then move on to something else. And it wasn't until I was uh, director of an advertising agency where I realized that I wasn't actually helping people anymore. You know, I was just like, I was, it's doing my job well, but I stopped helping people be their best self like I wanted to. And I started just kind of feeling empty, to be honest. Um, I had a near life or death situation. It made me relook at my life and be like, 
you know, what does this matter? You know? And I remember saying, I want to, I want to find something that can use technology and help people. So I actually came across brain FM. I'm not the, the first founder of the company. Um, and I was, I remember looking at it being like, Oh, this is interesting. Let me try this. And the, my first session, I took my headphones out. I was like, what is this? Holy crap. You know? Um, and I was so obsessed with the product and what it, it did for me that I called them 12 times. I started working for free and then long story short, ended up becoming CEO and then purchasing the company. Um, and now we're still on that same track of how do we, you know, help people with technology, um, be their best self and, and really, you know, unlock their, their mental states on demand. Wow. That's amazing. So what was a, what was a near death scenario? Like what happened, Dan? You, you like clipped off the contacts. Uh, yeah. So I had a, I had a gun pointed at my face actually. Um, and I was convinced that it was over. Um, and it really, you know, spoiler alert, like I'm here still. Right. But it made me really put things in perspective that, you know, I was optimizing for money for financial gain in the past, but if everything ended at that point, what was it all worth it? You know, like, like, and it really connected me, I think spiritually to what do I want my place and my time in this world to mean? And it came back to my roots of just helping people, you know, find their true self. Wow. So there's a gun pointed at your face, you know, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, you're just like walking around. Somebody puts a gun in your face. Like, how does this happen? Uh, yeah. So I was with, you know, I was in, in advertising um, and I was, I think, at a, a club somewhere and it was, you know, you're at night, all these things. And, um, you know, that I, I came into that situation, um, you know, everything. And, you know, again, worked out. It, it wasn't it wasn't that. But in that time, it was, you know, people say their life flashes before their eyes. I didn't actually have that. I had if this is the last moment I have on earth, I looked at my life and said, you know, did I live a good life? That's kind of where I was. And, you know, I, I think I'm a good person. I think, uh, you know, all this stuff, but in that moment, I felt like I could have done more. And that's what made me move on and, and discover like, how can we, how can, how can we start using my skills somewhere else and really make an impact? Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. You're you you're, yeah. you're out normally, like any you know young adult would be doing, and you know having fun with your friends and social and you know socializing. Then all of a sudden, you know you're coming out of a club. You might be standing there, maybe you had a couple, and somebody just comes up to you and just says, you know, hey, freeze or whatever, or not. And yeah, that's kind of like, oh shit, what happens now, right? So yeah, what I mean, like what happened? So like. There's a gun to your head. Like, what happened? Like, did, did they shoot? Obviously, did they shoot you? Are you, are you fine? Like, what happened? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. Um, but we were, uh, it, you know, they were looking for money, kind of thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, it ended up like we, we gave the money. You, you know, we we <laughs> we went on. Um, but you never know, and you know, it's just. Um, it's funny actually thinking about this and, and you can hear my voice hesitating right. because I'm actually there now as we're talking. And it, it's, it's some of those things where it's just super uncomfortable. Um, and uh, even now, even though it's been like 15 years, it still is. Right. Um, but that was such an impactful moment that it made me really 
you know, put stock into my whole life, like paused everything. Um, and I'm really grateful for that moment now, actually, um, when I think about it. Yeah, that's, that's wild, man. I mean, you know, it, it could have ended up a, a wrong, you know, way. But you know what? You know, yeah. there, there's been a bunch of, you know, there's, there's, I think this has happened to a couple of people, for example. Like it even happened to Mark Zuckerberg. You know, supposedly he was at a gas station in Palo Alto um, right in the early stages of Facebook. And I think this was right before he raised capital or maybe right after he did initially. And mm -hmm. he was in Palo Alto. You know, he stopped at a, a neighboring gas station and some guy just walked up to him supposedly and, you know, put a gun to his head while he was pumping gas. And this, the way the way the story that I remember it as is he literally um, he just continuously uh, he just kept on looking straight and then kept on walking, finished pumping the gas and kept on walking and supposedly and just gets in his car and, and cranks up and drives off. So instead of yeah. reacting he just kept on, he just like kept on walking and just got in his car. I guess he felt like, you know, fuck, if it's over, it's over. Um, <laughs> yeah. He didn't, it, it, he didn't entertain it. He didn't conversate. He just like, all right, there's a gun. Move forward, you know, get in my car. <laughs> it's funny now, right? But, you know, it's like those, those moments could have totally changed, you know, the world because Facebook wouldn't have, probably been the company if he would have been killed at that early stage i mean this was this was before it was open you know to yeah. the public this was still when they were in the college years mm -hmm. you know when he initially got to silicon valley so it's just wild that things like that have happened to different entrepreneurs um and some talk about it some don't but these near-death uh scenarios and i'm pretty sure at that point he wasn't even thinking about near-death at that time you know he was facebook had just got its initial funding or right before it and he was just, mm -hmm. you know, probably a little bit excited. So you didn't, you probably didn't think that was going to happen. But yeah, there's some people out there who are punks who want to, you know, grab guns and, you know, use them or intimidate you with them. I mean, in fact of life, this is how the world uh, somewhat operates. So you always got to be careful about that. But um, I'm glad you're here, Dan. Glad you're here. So yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be able to have this conversation uh, if it, if it was, uh, went differently. But, um, you know, obviously you were meant to be here, right? You know, I mean, there's there's some energy that still wants you here, obviously. And, you know, whether it's to create, you know, um, Brain FM, which obviously it is because you've created it or you've you joined into this venture and, you know, now taken over the, uh, how would you say, uh, the uh, the push of the company, right? Now you're like the, the driver, kind of like how Elon Musk wasn't the initiator of, uh, you know, Tesla. And now he is. So I think it's kind of a similar play, if you will. Um, totally. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild, man. Wild stuff, Dan. So back to the, uh, um, some other questions I had for you. So what's the science behind this? Like, how do we, how do we know this works or, or why do we believe that this is, uh, you know, some type of magical or some healing or natural energy or, you know, yeah. How does this work? What's the science? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. So, so I guess starting over or starting from the beginning, right. Um, the idea of, of Brain FM is actually not new, right? Um, it's it's this idea of, of doing functional music, so music designed with purpose, right? And actually, the first music was designed in pur for purpose. So you could think of like lullabies that people would sing to their their kids. It was purposely made for someone to go to bed, or people would do war drums, and we would march to battle to these things. Um, and some of that's still you know used today, right? 
Um, and then as technology started moving forward, um, people started doing this with, you know, sound healing. Um, there's, there's things if you've ever heard of them, like isochronic tones or binaural beats, right? And they're all designed with like, you listen to music that's supposed to help you get into the zone and then stay there, right? And what we've been able to do at Brain FM is actually go one step further. And we have these patented technology that adds in these certain kinds of patterns into the music that match the patterns that we have in our in our brain and basically accelerates and switches them faster um, than you would do by yourself. So um, we can go into the deep science, but it's kind of like when you're running and you have a wind on your back, it just feels easier um, and you're able to maybe stay there a little bit longer. That's what Brain FM is doing. And from, a from one level, we're making music that sounds good that you want to listen to. But then two is we're adding in all this really complex science, this patented technology to make it that music that actually affects your brain that we can see in fMRI, which is measuring your blood flow in your brain, EEG, which is the electrical impulses, or actually playing like uh, video game tests to see that you're actually improving in your focus um, and switching into different kinds of states and being able to control it with the highest efficacy that's been done before. Wow. So you've actually, you know, you've actually really tested this with the brain and see how these vibrations or tones have affected people uniquely. And have you, have you, have you seen any correlation to, you know, it actually, you know, solving these real problems? Like what kind of like, what leads do you have to confidently say, Hey, look, this is working. Yeah. So I think the first thing is, uh, you know, users. So, you know, we've been developing this product and, and growing. We have about 2 million users right now. So, you know, we're, we have a good core base of people that, you know, are actively subscribing and, and using this on a daily basis. So I think that's one thing. I think another is, is, is some of the science that we, you know, we we're just talking about. So a lot of the science actually helped us get a National Science Foundation grant from the government, basically helping us validate, can we help people with ADHD? Um, can we, you know, do X, Y, and Z to um, really just use music and empower it, right? Um, and we actually have a study coming out, it's in Review in Nature right now, that shows that whether you have ADHD or not, we can actually tailor different qualities of the music to help you get into the zone and then stay there, right? And in that focus zone. And, you know, we're talking about all these categories, um, but but really about how do we, how do you give another alternative or an addition to someone to, you know, help get to the next level. Um, so, so yeah, the, you know, there's things like that. And what we're really trying to do is, is actually make it so it's not less necessary tones. It's just more normal background music. So we have jazz, we have lo-fi, we have classical, we have all the kind types of different genres of music that you'd associate. And what we're doing is we're mixing in these patterns on top of it um, so that it still sounds like really great music but it has these effects that work and are measured. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Um, like yeah. you mentioned also, you know, how, you know, ADD or ADHD, you know, um, how you guys have, you know, been measuring this and, in, in, in you know, detecting the actual effectiveness of these actual um, vibrations or tones or music to the each yep. of your customers or individuals. Um, how long does something like this, since you've tested it, how long does it normally last for? Like, you know? Yeah, so it's it actually works as long as you're listening to the music. 
Um, and it's kind of, it's, it's think of it like this. When you hear music that you really enjoy listening to that you would normally dance, how soon do you want to dance? Right. It's almost immediate, right. Where you're like, oh man, I love this song. Um, the, that's the same part of the brain that we're acting on. And what we see is it starts ramping. It can take up to five minutes for you to switch from, you know, a, a relaxed or distracted state into something that's focused, um, and then stay there as long as you want. And then it takes about five minutes or so um, that you can you can phase out of it, or if you're continuing working, you can stay there. Um, there's you know there's this cool idea actually of um, this optimal stimulation theory, right? And this is kind of what we're following. So imagine trying to focus, and you could do the same thing for relaxing or sleep, but just to stay in the focus category, on one side of this curve is being bored right? And not really wanting to work today, not having motivation. And on the other side is being hyper-stimulated, where you're so distracted with internal events, you have emotions, maybe you drank too much coffee, right? And what we're really trying to do is like trigger that what we, you know, flow state, which is the middle, and finding the optimal place of being able to work that's not distracted, but having enough energy to be efficient and just work you know, uninterrupted where it's just super easy and finding that magic, uh, that magic state. So what did you mean? You, you said something about like coffee, which I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're pushing towards caffeine. And what, what are we saying basically on that? How does that like, what's the extreme versus your middle tone? Yeah. So, so basically I, maybe coffee is not the right word, but it's, it's having too much, uh, distraction. It's having too much stimulation, right? So that could be, you know, like, Imagine when you're trying to sit down and, and get some deep work done, right? And on one end, you're just you're not feeling it today, right? So that's the the bored and and the not motivated piece. And on the other side would be you have so many things in your mind you can't work. So it's oh man, I gotta text back my mom and I gotta uh, send this bill and and oh I got and you know we've all been there. We have too many things going on in our head. And what we're doing is we're we're creating this pattern inside of the music that we know with science is the best pattern to work, the best neural pattern. And as we add it to the music, as you're listening to that, your brain, your internal brain pattern actually syncs to the brain pattern we're putting into the music. Um, and, and, and then from there, you're actually able to transition into that focus state and then stay there as long as you want um, to be able to get you know, the stuff done when you need it. Awesome. So walk me through like a, this, you know, this whole use case of how I'm actually doing this. Am I, you know, um, am I listening? You know, I went onto the app, I logged on, I chose the music that I want to focus with and I push play. And now how am I, you know, I want to do other things, you know, how, how does that work? Like, you know? Yeah. So the focus music specifically is designed to do with activities, right? So, you know, right now it's, it's uh, made for really desk work, right? So it'd be just like normal music. You want background music while you're playing. Well, background music right now, we have a bunch of data and, and evidence to show that it's really distracting. If you're putting on, you know, I don't know, Old Town Road or, or <laughs> whatever it is, right? Um, it's catchy, but part of your energy and your brain is actually, um, you know, being di- divided your attention, Right. So instead of using regular music or maybe even using silence, it's putting on headphones, 
and actually just starting to listen and working while you're doing the work you normally would do. So that could be answering emails, it could be studying, it could be um, writing, whatever it is. And as you're listening to the music, it's a really cool effect where the music actually almost sounds like it goes in the background, right? Like it's, um, you're not really paying attention to it, but you know it's there. And then we're doing different kinds of audio acoustic techniques like 3D sound and spatial, um, uh, spatial techniques as well as um, uh, different kinds of salience reduction, adding in these things. So really at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're listening to on our platform, it's all designed to focus you in for as long as you need to be focused. Awesome. What is, would you say salient reduction? What is that? Yeah. So salient reduction is basically the difference between sounds. So when you hear a cymbal clash from silence, if you looked at um, a, a sound, wave? like a, a, yeah, a waveform, it would spike, right? Um, and what happens is because we're human and our primary drive is to alert for danger, we have really high salience awareness. So if you hear a gunshot, <laughs> not back to that, but um, or if you hear like a you know a car misfire or you know whatever, what are you going to do? You're going to turn your head and look. Someone screams, you're going to turn your head and look, right? It's because we're always constantly looking for danger to protect us. Um, in the same way, we're also looking for differences in patterns. So um, when a truck is backing up, beep beep beep, and it keeps going does that for five minutes, you won't even hear it anymore. But when that truck stops, you'll notice. And there's all these things that our brain is designed to do to keep us alive that we've been able to uncover at Brain FM and start putting into layers of our music to add all the things that are really good for your attention and drive your attention forward, but then take all, all the things that are actually stealing your attention away so you can, again, get in the zone and then stay there um, but but at the end of the day, you know, it should be that you find that you can do more work. At the end of your work, you're you're you have more energy, right? And then it's more consistent. So instead of sometimes uh, you get a writer's block, so to speak, um, and sometimes you don't. Imagine every single day that you can you turn on Brain FM when you have a cup of coffee, and you get into that mode every single day, rather than just some days. And that's really what we're trying to solve, package, and give to people. Wow, amazing. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a challenge. It sounds like something that's complex and kind of hard to do. But I believe in music. Music definitely changes the vibe and energy. You know, And I've always told people all the time, like, hey, man, I play instruments. You know? I play the guitar, play drums, you know, bass, and whatever it may be. You know, I'm, I'm in the zone, yeah. And so for yeah. me, people ask me, like, hey – Man, how do you you know? Do you do like you know you know breath work and do you do meditation and like how do you you know you know relieve yourself or take away stress? And I'm like, well, one thing for me is typically what I've always done is when I ever felt some type of way, you know, or melancholy or any type of like emotion like that or down, mm -hmm. is I always felt better when I grabbed the guitar, you know, yeah, and I played a certain tone, and that would just make me totally feel different, almost like somebody who's going to go ahead and uh, start punching on a punching bag or whatever it may be. And, and mm -hmm. it just does that. Or even if you're beating, you know, you're playing drums. It, it's definitely, it gives you like a, I don't know, you feel good afterwards. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. It, it, it has some vibration. Have you ever heard of flow state before? Flow state? No, what's that? Yeah. Explain. So flow state is this this idea that it's that that middle curve that I was talking about before. 
that there's this zone that we get into when we're doing activities that feel effortless and we're no longer thinking to do them. Right. It's just spiritual or something like that. Yeah. And this, this is across the board. So for you, it's guitar. It sounds like for other people, it's basketball, right. Or sports. It could be video games. It could be, um, again, dancing. Yeah. It could be, it could be martial arts. It could be boxing. It's really, it's supposed to be the, um, exact threshold between being, not boring, being just challenging enough where it takes your attention, right? And also being something that is is uh, novel enough. And if you look at the brain when you go into this and you understand flow state, it's actually using the different neurochemicals that actually um, trigger all of these things. And when you and studies that show flow, right? If you look at like Stephen Kotler and and a lot of the stuff that he's written and um, the Flow Research Collective and stuff. It's basically the the things that people that are able to find flow faster and more consistently in their, their life, they're actually more successful, right? So you are probably doing it naturally and found that through music, you get that and you're able to find your version of meditation and other people maybe just meditate or they do these other things. But when you connect to that source, that's the thing that is able to really unlock us and really get us to the next level. Yeah, man, I totally get it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like when you're actually playing, you you do you do get in this uh, meditative state or this what you call it, flow chart. I definitely can feel that because it's like autoplay, flow state, yeah, flow state, yeah, right? exactly. And yeah. I've explained to people, you know, even if you know if I'm dancing, it's the same thing. It's like autoplay, right? It's like autopilot for mm-hmm. my body. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the actual vehicle, and it just goes. And so people are like, "Hey, how do you do this?" I'm like, "I have no fucking idea. I'm just going." <laughs> Yeah, it just works. I, I I like to think so. I get in flow state a lot when I'm doing art, right? When I'm designing, you know, graphic design things like that, or when I'm snowboarding, right? And I'm just I'm not thinking, oh, I have to move my body like this. I'm just moving my body and along for the ride. And that's that's um I think it's it's really important to find that. And again, Brain FM is actually a mechanism to help people find their flow, but specifically while they're trying to work or they're trying to relax or actually just trying to sleep and and that's that's really again what we're trying to do yeah awesome so have you have you guys also put this into um you know like other type of like like how do you how are you guys kind of starting off with the growth like how do you have how have you guys grown this like you started off from zero i'm assuming right always yeah and now you're at (laughs) two million right so how did you what were some growth you know strategies that you guys use to you know get this beautiful thing into the market yeah, so I'm I'm instead of me telling you something of of uh, everything worked perfectly, um, I'm just let's just talk about all the things that went well and the things that didn't, right? Let's let's get into the deep stuff. Um, so I think in the beginning, you know, we we found especially when I came in, there was this amazing technology that um, again I came in and I was skeptical for. I thought that it was because of what I ate or because of maybe the coffee coffee I had or whatever, and I purposely try to break it. So before I even called into the company, I actually uh, stayed up and did an all-nighter. And then I tried to focus again, and it still worked. I changed my diet. Um, I you know, did all these things. And, I, and then I looked at the science, and I was like, wow, this is legit. Like, I want to be part of this rocket ship. So then when I, once I came inside and, and we started you know, working on the company, I think um, a lot of the things we were is we knew we had something that can change the world, but we just didn't know what application it was for yet. 
So we started trying a bunch of different things, right? We, we had a uh, consumer and we started launching that and we started doing enterprise and all these other kinds of things and studies. And I think as a startup and as a company, you know, as you go, you, you learn by first principles, which is kind of, you know, learning and adapting as you go, right? And as we went and, and discovered as, uh, you know, what we're doing is not just people aren't going to buy us because of the science. They're actually going to buy us because of the experience they have, you know, like anyone listening to this, they, they may agree with me or they may be skeptical, but it's not until you actually put on a track for 60 minutes and try to do some work or try to meditate with it or just relax that you really get the aha, like, wow, I feel that, you know, and that's the same feeling that triggered me to like, you know, <laughs> become, you know, CEO and stuff. Um, so I think that's that's first off. Um, and across that, we've actually found that um, consumer growth is one of the biggest ones. So we do we have an app, right? Uh, iOS and Android app. We also have a website. And in those, you access all these categories. So it's kind of like Netflix, where you basically say, yeah, I want to focus. And I want deep work, or I want learning work, or I want creative focus, right? Um, and then you listen to it as you need it. As we've uh, been able to understand, we're, we're realizing that people really just want a focus switch in their pocket, right? They want to be able to turn it on when they want and be able to do it. And we've actually designed all of our apps to do that. And we're, we're really excited about launching some brand new apps that are coming out uh, this year um, that are really going to take us to the next level. And we, I think we understand our consumer now very well. And not only do we want to show them and help them get to their focus, but the next level of the app is actually looking at like wearables, like Apple watches and or rings and actually measuring someone's body in real time. The stuff that we're doing actually changes your heart rate, your physiological, you know, parts of your body. So we can actually measure all of this stuff. And we're building a product that adapts and learns from you to make you optimal focus for John or, you know, Susie or whoever you are. Um, and that's something really exciting that we're doing. Right. Um, or Jorge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um. of course. Right. Um, <laughs> we got to be inclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so there's, there's tons of stuff there. So we, we've been doing that. At the same time, we've also done enterprise and medical. So enterprise is really cool. We basically sell this to Fortune 100 companies that say, we want to help our, our employees have better wellness. Um, and we, we, you know, give this in packages to them and we share them how to use it and all of that. So that's exciting. Um, and then the other thing is, is medical. So all the stuff we're talking about again is, is measured. We can see it all. So we're actually doing stuff right now. We're doing a clinical study where people use brain FM before surgery, right? So they're not anxious. They're not, they don't have anxiety. A lot of people have never been under anesthesia I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's it's kind of terrifying your first time. You don't know if you're going to wake up, you're going to feel it, right? And uh, we actually are able to beat anti-anxiety medication with just sound, right? Wow. So that's pretty crazy. And then on the other side, um, some of the stuff that we're testing is actually helping people wake up from surgery. So you've probably watched the YouTube videos of someone crying and freaking out and not knowing where they are, Right. And it's because of uh, sedatives that we use actually give us anesthesia uh, or um, sorry, um, uh, amnesia, right? Um, and that when you listen to Brain FM, actually, when you're waking up from surgery, you don't have that effect. You wake up faster. You're, you're actually more conscious. 
and you're able to leave surgery faster, which is it's just good so someone else can get in surgery and not wait for you to finish. So, you know, as we were really starting to explore and grow the company, it's, you know, how do we how do we help more people consumer, right? How do we help, you know, the person that's a Fortune, you know, 100 CEO to a housewife in, you know, the Midwest that just wants better sleep or has PTSD from something um, and, and give that to them? And then really uh, grow the company and, and figure out all the other ways we can help people in, in medical and, you know, using our technology for good. Wow. Some really great stuff, Dan. So, wow. What do I got? There was so much stuff, so much packed information. <laughs> it was just like such a, so, uh, you know, impactful. Um, yeah. So I think some things I wanted to ask is, um, where was that? I was, I was going to ask, you know, as you were doing these things with the, um, with the actual sound and yeah, I had this one question. Well, no, let me back it up. Let me back it up. Yeah. Let me back it up and let me speak on this. You mentioned something about how you guys were going into, you know, the whole space of, you know, um, wellness. And then also you mentioned something that you guys are going into, um, the space of, you know, doing, you know, uh, testing with wearables technology, which is interesting to me, which is interesting to me because, I was uh, the head of design of a startup where we did this mm-hmm. literally three years ago. And what was interesting about it is, you know, I wasn't in the bio space at the time. And I was like, just got out a bunch of startups that I had, you know, found it and things like that. And I, I got into this one startup. It was called Biomarker. Mm-hmm. And basically what we were doing, um, and we had a lot of top, you know, our, our, our CTO was back, was uh, his father was like this, you know, great uh, neuroscientists and stuff like this who won all these awards and did all these TED Talks and stuff like that. And um, also the CEO was, uh, you know, his his father came from a, a, a top uh, medical background as well, dealing with the brain. And it was a really cool company and great idea. But when I actually opened up uh, Brain FM, it reminded me of some of the walkthroughs that we were actually doing because it's doing, you know, and this is what I was going to ask you earlier, where you guys moving yeah. into the wearable space because these are some of the similar things that, you know, I was designing and exploring earlier on. And I remember that there was like, there was a bunch of like um, unique scenarios, like unique onboarding that we actually tested out um, for different types of uh, areas of focus, right? And we kept on going around with different terminology. Is it is it area of focus? Is it a challenge? You know, are we baselining mm-hmm. here? And then we're going to test it for this period of time and then we give you a before and after to kind of see how these supplements um would affect you and we were doing it based off of supplements we weren't doing it off of Mm -hmm. basically sound we were doing it Mm -hmm. off of supplements so you 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 know there's what 30 billion people who take supplements yearly they wanted to see if these supplements were actually working instead most people were just going on like you know different types of blogs online and reading what actually worked or getting recommendations from doctors and things like this and so you have biohackers, you have these different assorted groups or these, these uh, life change makers who got to this point where they felt like they need to do change their health mm-hmm. habits and they started taking these supplements and they wanted to know which ones work. And so what we were doing yeah. is giving them a before and after of how these supplements were you know, effective on their body, if it was sleep, um, if it was you know, for um, uh, wellness or whatever it may be, there would be a certain amount of actual uh, – areas of focus you can actually choose. And so when I was going through brain uh, FM, I was like, man, this just feels like 
it's so this sounds like it feels like a familiar experience. It's amazing how you know we we when we go through these uh, scenarios, we have these similar you know energies of how we're exploring our um, our design process. And so I was like, oh yeah, you choose your area of focus, okay, blah blah blah, and you know, but I didn't see you know um, when I start thinking about the wearable technology, I was like, okay, the unique onboarding is not as in depth because there's no onboarding and we're not, I mean, there's no wearable technology that we're actually testing. And then we're also mm-hmm. probably not testing supplements. So maybe there's not a need for that. All we're doing right here is just sound and we're not debunking if it's working or not, or if it's improving them. We're just basically saying, you know, listen to this and this should actually help them and they should be able to feel the difference themselves. Is that kind of correct? Well, I go. think that's kind of where we are right now, right? Is, is being able to, you listen to this, you should feel the difference. You should notice it in the work that you're doing, right? But as we move on, the really cool thing about wearables is that the more data that we have, the more we can match it to what we're trying to get someone to. So for example, that neural pattern that we, you know, it's it's well understood in neuroscience what really good focus is that we're trying to get people to. If we can do that and then see all the other things that someone with that neural pattern has, like what their GSR is, which is um, your skin temperature, what your heart rate is, what your HRV dips to, all of these things, we combine it all together. We can then adapt it in real time to make corrections. And that's what's really cool about um, doing a digital product is, so, you know, um, um, Sam comes in, right? Could be a man or a woman, not sure. Um, but Sam comes in and he uh, or she uh, basically puts on Brain FM and they connect their wearable. Again, this is not what we have, but we're moving towards, right? And the cool thing would be like, I want creative flow. And then we say, okay, cool. Well, let's start here. We know that baseline, based on their wearable data, that Sam is bored right now. So we need a music that's inspiring, energizing, and exciting. But at the same time, we also need to have something that's not too stimulating. So we add in our um, music that sounds good. We add, that are we make in house from composers. Uh, we add in the different kinds of patented technology to help you get there faster. And then we realize that actually Sam's responding too well to it, and he's now too distracted. We see that from the wearable. We adapt the the music to something else, and then he comes or she comes down. And then perfect zone every single time he gets in creative. And then we learn that, oh, wow, Sam needs this to get going. We'll be able to get there faster and faster and faster. And then all Sam has to find is music he or she enjoys listening to. And the magic takes care of itself. And that's where the product is moving towards. We're, I would say, 70% of the way there. And uh, I think that's the the end result, um, what is really going to help people. Right, totally. I get it. And so that I think that's pretty much the, the difference, the biggest difference of uh, your direction of a product versus the, the product that we were working on is that it's yeah. not debunking supplements, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really focused on, you know, music and how that actually uh, works. And it's not really debunking if it's, you know, it did it work or not, or etc. It's just more of a natural feel. Did you, you, you kind of self analyze yourself and assess, you know, if it worked or not. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like that. Um, I would say, th- I think that's really cool. And, and you also mentioned some other stuff about like how the AI would adapt itself and, you know, progress as it grows, you know, how it would start identifying behavioral patterns 
and you know it, it feels almost like it's like a, a Facebook feed where it, it kind of knows you know your your habits and who you are and so you can just literally turn on whatever music based off of the wearable um, technology that you're you're leveraging so if you're using the Apple watch you know if it's your heartbeat rises or something else like that throughout the music or it lowers and things like that you're detecting these different variances and then you're going in and changing the actual music to compromise or to uh, uh, to uplift the pattern or yeah. to, to lower it, whatever it may be. And we could do that every second, you know, and just keep moving, make sure we're on the path. Um, so that's what's cool. We got the instant feedback and then it's a, it's really a closed loop system. And, and that's, you know, that's the exciting thing there. I like, um, I think like Dan, and I want to say this real fast. I don't want to skip this. Please. I want to say this really fast. Where I also yeah. see some leverage on this is like how this could be kind of cool. If this can be utilized, I, I know it can be utilized because it, it does this naturally for me. And another way, uh, I haven't tested it, but, um, you know, when you're listening to regular music, you know, if somebody turns on Journey versus, you know, Lil Wayne, you know, and, you, you know, those types of energies can totally change your vibe. Like, you're, like we're doing this naturally when we're in our cars, you know, when mm-hmm. we want to, we're playing DJ, right? That's the point, point of DJ is when a DJ, you know, a really great DJ can, you know, um, they can harness these 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 energies and and create you make you kind of feel like you're having like a great time. It can change the time that make it can basically make this um, experience the best time of your life, you know, mm-hmm. or or not based off of how the DJ can you know pick up those 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 energies and enhance those vibes. You know, if they choose the yep. right songs, your night just feels great. Right, they choose the wrong songs to switch to. It just can go up and down. It's like ah, I want to go home. Yeah, so so I think I think you're right. This could definitely be used for for understanding more about like you know the, an audience in a crowd and and or even like you know what you're doing in the car. Um, the main the the one re, the one caveat I would say is that um, we actually so we make all of our music in house, right? And the reason why is is because we've actually found that for these different moods or these mental states that we're trying to augment, that if you use existing music that was designed for enjoyment, like art with a capital A, um, then what happens is that we're we're not getting the effects as quickly as it normally would take. So it's it's think about like you could do this with regular music, but it takes you an hour to get there or 45 minutes or, or whatever. Or maybe you can only do it for an entertainment purpose, right? And what we're really trying to do is make it for a functional purpose, like you can actually get an output, um, and that's and 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 that is part of um, you know adding in this this um, this technology. So we call that neural phase locking, and it's it's actually um, when you're listening to music, the different parts of your brain start syncing together and they start lining up. And and if we just put that on Coldplay right now. Um, and we put the the um, amplitude modulations on that. And what's going to happen is that music's actually going to sound really weird, or it's just not going to work as effective because, you know, focus switch in your pocket is, I'm here in 30 seconds. I'm ready to go. Let's take on the day. And if 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 we say okay, we can still get you there, but it's going to take 10 minutes. It's it's a different product altogether. But I agree, there's definitely room in the market for an entertainment portion of that yeah because that makes sense it makes total sense and where i was kind of going with it dan was like you know i could see like you know if you can you know further that technology and even you know uh provide even slight enhancements how that can be sold to companies like apple 
um, Spotify as some type of data science technology that has this reference where it can enhance people's moods. You know, even, even selling mm-hmm. that to record producers. Hey, we can produce this new type of music that can enhance totally. people's moods. Yep. We can get people to the concerts and enhance their mood. Like, this is, there's science behind that. I mean, people will buy that shit. They'll buy it. Yes, they will. And, <laughs> and it also will work, too. There's yeah. a science behind it. If you can prove science yeah. behind it, you know, people are all into that stuff. You know, like, oh, really? You know, especially people who are creatives. People in the arts, they always want to enhance their experience, and they always want to be knowledgeable about some new technology that, you mm-hmm. know, can enhance things. And if you can get into another space, too, as well, where you can use the same layer into the entertainment industry where it is, you know, um, even if it slightly can enhance people's mood, it doesn't have to do it dramatically. Sure. If it slightly does it, there's a claim. There's a claim. There's a claim. It enhances the experience. Yeah. Now you've got people hooked. People are like, oh, man, we went to this concert. And they were using the, you know, the whole Brain FM technology, man. It had us, like, all in the zone. And we were just enjoying the concert a little bit better. You know, that's all. All it takes is a slight tweak. And it's a whole, yeah. it's a whole market. It's interesting. I really like this because, you know, I think I was talking about it from mental states and, and, and now we're talking about mood, but they're both, they're both appropriate. And and I think that's, yeah, exactly. It's, that's a fun, that's a fun, uh, uh, fun thing to think about because we can definitely do that. And, uh, we're currently working on a few things with a few people, but we can't talk about that. Right yeah, now. you can't talk about it. But I'm a product nerdy guy, yeah. so I'm all about innovation yeah. and product and trying to look forward to where these things, you know, can go. And where I can mm. see that that big opportunity is not to say what you're, the opportunity right now, because the whole health and yeah. wellness and you know things like that, those are those are amazing things. But I also think like I don't know. I always try to think of like how you can scale it massively you know when i'm looking at you know maybe it's the maybe it's the 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 founder in me how can you scale this to you know even bigger to invest in an investor's eyes right where they can say not that it's not already big because it's already big in its own realm right now i can see that growing massively the whole health and wellness is huge especially after covid these times are crazy yeah but Mm -hmm. when you can think about there's other crazy cheesy nice looking chunky you know, uh, uh, steak, you know, whether it's Norsat sprinkling its salt over it, it's just like an amazing exact experience. I had to do Norsat. I had to do it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when you look at that other vertical that you can, you know, take advantage of, I think it's almost massive because, you know, I don't know. I just think like from knowing how people are in the entertainment industry, they mm-hmm. are always very hungry for knowledge and doing something new. And now the new sexy is technology. The new sexy is technology, mm. right? The entertainment mm-hmm. industry loves to be the, the one person who, uh, and maybe it's it's also a cultural thing. They want to be the the new or the first person onto something new. Oh, yeah, we're using this new technology. And, you know, they yep. want to sound like they're intelligent. And not to say that they're not, but it just gives them this extra, you know, appeal. Like, we're using a new technology for our music now. It causes people to, you know, be more focused. And it's, you know gets rid of ADD and it has this, this slight, you know, overlay where it can change the mood of the crowd, you know, when we add these, this, this type of technology on top of it. And it's just like, maybe totally. now how do you do that? I don't know. That's where the scientists come in, right? That's where the <laughs> yeah, data scientists exactly. come in and, you know, the, the brain acts were focused on this core product. But I know if there's an opportunity to leverage that technology, which obviously I believe there is, um, and, and you do too, obviously, um, there's a big market over there because so many people, even Apple and things like that, once you start selling that type of stuff, 
to the people in the industry, you know, whether it's one big person who's a big producer who, who gravitates and starts understanding that, then that kind of just takes off and then the industry follows. And even like companies like Apple start following because now these other people have used this for the concerts or they use this for their, their, their music. And guys like, you know, Kanye West, those are the kind of guys who would be influential enough and would be uh, a sponge to this type of technology and would be absorbed like, oh, yeah, Dan Clark walks over to Kanye West. says, hey, Kanye, you know, we've got this new technology. If you want to get involved, it does this. That type of guy would be like all over it. He'd be mm-hmm. all over it. He'd be like, oh, really? Tell us more about it. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. We can, we can put this in my music. Now you just have this, this thing that goes on and people can't figure out what it is. Now you're blowing this up. You're talking about how this technology works. He's spreading it around. Yeah, I met this guy named Dan Clark. He's amazing. He's at you know Brain FM. He brought this technology to me. He's gonna be your own, you know, your your own little market media guru, right? He's doing it, you know, organically. Now people are just all tuned into this. Now Apple wants a bite, right? It wants a bite out of the 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 uh, the, the Eden, right? The Garden of Eden Apple, right? Apple wants one. So I just think that like there's so much opportunity just even in that perspective of where brain FM can actually take it, not just even in the whole health and wellness. And I knew, I think it's like an automatic assumption that you can take it into like the whole health and wellness thing. And I think, cause it's obviously I feel like that's closer to where it's targeted right now, you know, mm-hmm. um, ADHD and, you know, and the medical, you know, usage of those, which I think is always a great way to start off with technologies like this. But as it advances, yep. I definitely see like, crazy overlap of where just this technology can be leveraged you know just like elon musk he does with uh you know his ai technology now he's able mm-hmm. to branch that same technology it was actually they're a technology company not just a uh you know a hardware company they're a technology company or software company right they create great software right yep and in the same way if that can be used obviously with your model i could definitely see it being like really cool new thing and even as you were talking earlier like festivals and things like that you know a lot of young children and kids and whatever and older adults like to go to these festivals burning man things like that and if this experience can be explained that it's going to do that even if it doesn't do it a hundred percent just a little bit this placebo effect kicks in you know where people are just like yeah man i can feel it Yeah, I think I, I think all those things are possible, you know. I, I think uh, and and you know, for us, um, you know, it, it'll be really exciting to see some of the stuff and how we grow in the future. Um, you know, right now to get there, we have to nail what we're doing now, and I know we are, and we're about to. And then, you know, really, where does that take us? Is is going to be left to, yeah, I guess the future. Um, and uh, it, it'll be it'll be really fun to see, you know, how we can do it because. At the end of the day, you know, the, the, the whole crux of this is we can use music that people have used for as long as humans been around, right? Thousands of years. And we can use technology to make a better uh, service for people. And that's what we're trying to do. And uh, I don't know what the end of that, to be honest. Uh, but there's there's a big there's a big category for it, like you're hinting at. You know? Yeah, definitely a big opportunity, I feel, 100%. One thing I also wanted to, you know, chime in is like, you know, you have you heard of like these these you know these certain um, you know tones or or tuning of uh, music that supposedly helps you focus or you know um, and, and makes you feel differently. Like uh, there's certain numbers. I think they say like Nikola Tesla used like certain numbers mm-hmm. and things like that. 
Have you heard of this technology or, or this type of usage? Yeah, so this is really in that binaural beat stuff we were talking about before. So it's all about um, different kinds of hertz, yes. right? Which is the, the amount of times a frequency uh, uh, is in, in a certain amount of time, right? So how, how fast it, it, it uh, uh, I guess, is oscillating, right? Um, and what's interesting about that, right, is this is, this is actually invented like 30 years ago, right? And people have been using that. Um, the way it works is that you have one ear. And, and so isochronic binaural have a little bit different, but the more popular one is binaural. And the idea is you play one hertz in one ear and one hertz in the other. And in if you look at uh, your brain, your brain stem combines those hertz. It creates an amplitude. And then that cascades throughout your brain, right? What BrainFM is doing is actually it's taking that to the next level. So we're actually putting the amplitude directly into the music. So instead of it starting in your brainstem, it actually uh, starts in your higher cortical functions. I know we're getting into science, but um, but what's really interesting about it is we're kind of continuing that stuff that's already been tried, right? And while a lot of people have amazing success on binaural beats, if you've done that before, you're going to love BrainFM because it's basically all of that with new bleeding edge neuroscience. Um, and we have neuroscientists on our team that work here because we're like, how do we make this better every day? How can we make this better? How can we improve it? How do we go from, you know, something working in 10 minutes or, or some of the early uh, tones that you're talking about? They said, hey, do this for three months and then it'll start working. That's ridiculous. I want this now. Right. And that's what that's what we can do now. In 30 seconds, it starts. And then and then five minutes, you actually see the activity change and you should be able to feel it. Um, and then in, in another, I don't know, five years, maybe we'll be doing some other things. Um, um, and, you know, there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, that's kind of where, where BrainFM is today. It started from that. Yeah, totally. I just think like, you know, being able to measure that and to increase the efficiency of that is, you know, what will be the, the most awesome thing ever is like, how can we increase this? You know, because I think previously, you know, a lot of these are just like, they're not measuring them. You, you go to YouTube or you go download it or whatever it may be, whatever source you want to use, and you listen to it, but there's no type of way to enhance that or to measure the efficiency of it. You're just like, it's more emotional. And at least you guys are, you know, in the background, you know, have some data or gathering some data eventually to where you kind of, you know, or you're testing out the actual beats and gathering the knowledge, then putting it live. Whereas I don't think when these things are post, I mean, posted on YouTube and things like that, they're just, you know, tuning it, I'm assuming, to the Hertz and just uploading it. Right. Yeah. And they're, they're using it because they're, 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 they're basing off everything everyone else has done. So we spent, we've probably spent like $2 million on science. Right. So we run thousands of people through studies and experiments. Um, you know, we, we rent all these really, uh, scientific equipment, like the FR, RF, um, uh, fMRI scanners. Um, so it's this big magnet that spins around your brain. It's like, a couple million dollars, right? Um, and we can only do that with labs that are literally testing, you know, how to fix Alzheimer's or, or other stuff, right? Um, so it's really advanced things. And and really, um, all to say is, we just want to make a better product to help it, people to make it faster um, and really go to the next level, you know? Yeah, I do. I, I wonder, like, also, you know, I'm getting really in this exploration mode, right? This ideation. So for me, I'm also wondering, like, how can this be, you know, um, 
leveraged in some way in the future where it can be useful for probably like you know early um, uh, neurological neural uh, uh, any type of like neurological, neurological? yes yeah. um, uh, illnesses right so for example um, that was a tongue twister for a second I, was, I think I needed <laughs> yeah. to listen to Brain well, FM welcome really to my fast. list <laughs> need to listen to yeah. Brain FM really fast to get that that focus back but uh, yeah you know um, there's different like uh, neurological hacks that I was thinking like you know um, where this also might be leveraged somewhere or possibilities in the future as well is like you know if someone has like you know is could this be used in some way to prevent you know illnesses like Parkinson's and you know MS and things like that I know that might sound like you know fringe right now but you know, I believe, you know, hey, what, what are we looking at? Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually not fringe. It's, it's actually being used right now. Um, so some of the, some, some of the stuff we're doing in medical that we're certainly early on um, is people use this for, you know, we talked about ADHD, but also autism, Asperger's, other kinds of mental diversity. Um, we have a big community of people that are using us for that. Um, because again, it's all about regulation, right? Um, and finding that magic zone. And we're all human, and that's why it works. So um, that's something. Um, there's also really interesting stuff on this with um, actually mental decline, like uh, dementia or Alzheimer's. Um, and there's actually a landmark study that just came out from Harvard, which shows that if you play amplitude modulations, which is our core patent dictology, um, to mice, then it reverses Alzheimer's. And you're like, cool, mice, great. Well, then they did it on per on people too, and every single person had a reduction in or a, a reduction in Alzheimer's, a increase in mental acuity, which is amazing. And we're still like what what comes up for me when we talk about this stuff is like, you know, Brain FM's mission is to really explore that, but at a higher level, like humans, we actually know more. So my neuro my, my neuroscientist, um, he's super smart he's from Harvard and MIT. Um, he tells me he, we have we know more about Pluto than we know about parts of how the brain works, right? Still in 2022, right? And we're still learning about it now. So what's really exciting is that we get to play a role in, in, in helping people and building a great product around that, but also really discovering like how does the brain work and why does it work this way? Um, and, and there's some really cool things that, again, we're working on uh, that I can't disclose right now. But there's a lot of uh, interesting things on how can you use science to make us better in every way. And, you know, that's what human race is doing. Yeah, it sounds like some, uh, you know, I think we're, we're, uh, we're channeling some inner Michael Jackson, make the world a better place again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Heal the world. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 seriously, seriously, I, I agree. And I think, I think it's amazing. And I think like, you know, I don't know. It, it it brings me Dan into some other interesting, you know, um, science and, and and discoveries and questions and hypotheses in the past. And it goes back to you know how sound can be leveraged. You know, because there's mm -hmm. a lot of ancient you know um, uh, structures and yeah. areas that we have that how sound was used in the past. You know, whether it yep. was the ancient Egyptians, the ancient you know, Sumerians or ancient Mesopotamia and things like that, how they use sound yeah. in the past to leverage or even to heal. And there's been some theories that some of these, you know, um, civilizations were using sound in amazing ways, even even like to, you know, move, you know, there's these theories of even to move stones through sound mm -hmm. or even to, you know, 
use it as a ways to you know break down you know walls or whatever it may be. There's been some interesting things on how um, uh, past sound explorations in the past ancient histories were actually leveraged. And I wonder, have you guys thought about you know, or, or even tested or seen some type of like things like this. I know this might sound fringe or on the other angle, but like, you know, how, how can that be measured? Like, have, have you have you guys discovered some things? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think we're constantly trying to play with different things that that make sense or, or or we don't know to like really understand more. So like, you know, we we really believe in science first is you know creating hypotheses and then testing them, right? So. Um, you know, as far as uh, I'm trying to think of something fringe that may be here, um, but I think really it's 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 just you know uncovering why do we, you know, why do we react the way we do, right? Why like what's interesting is why is all relaxing music in the world all sound like spa music, right? <laughs> is it because we think that's what it should like like, or is it because it sounds like nature, you know? And and what we're trying to do. We have the answer to that, but what we're trying to do is really understand all this stuff to then be able to um, allow us to learn more and then and then apply it and then do it again and do it again. And eventually, um, hopefully we'll learn, you know, about that. I don't know about moving stones, but maybe, you know. Yeah, um, got to move the yeah. stones. Yeah, I, I, no, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I was just saying because, I mean, I know there's a lot of hypotheses around this that – you know, I mean, obviously, I don't think you guys have solved this because, I mean, if you guys did do this, cause this would be some amazing technology. But I always yeah, wonder, you know. like, how f- – yeah, right? Because everybody would be – you know, yeah. But I always wonder, like, how far we – you know, when we're testing out sound, are there some ways that, you know, you guys have discovered how to manipulate um, sound to manipulate, uh, you know, heavy structures or any gotcha. – or, or move things? Because, you know what I mean? In that way. Yeah. So I, I know that there's people working on that, but that's not our main focus uh, right now. It's more about like the neurological effects. Um, but I know that there's actually a lot of really cool things being, I mean, that's what noise canceling headphones are, right? It's sound technology. It's just in a different way. So we think of ourselves more of like a bio sound technology. Um, and, and then the other ones are probably like hardware or, you know, other machinery. Um uh, you know, I, I was hearing actually something recently how when they pour concrete, they actually, um, you know, use sound waves to like vibrate everything. So it removes all the air bubbles, right? So the concrete is actually stronger. So there's tons of people that are really working on how can we use the things that we already know and then enhance them. And I think the world is going to be really different in, you know, five to 10 years. Um, you know, just think about the next level of, um, you know, what's after sound canceling, right? I don't, I don't know, but it's going to come someday and it'll be re- really exciting when it gets here. Yeah, it could be. It, it's probably going to be Brain FM, right? Something like that's <laughs> a layer of that, man. I'm definitely, I can It'll see definitely it. work with Brain FM. Yeah. I can see, I can see that, I can see the technology, you know, leveraging that for sure. I definitely can see it, honestly. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Um, so right now, how big is the team? So we have about 12 people full time and then maybe, uh, 15 to 20 contractors that are working with us. Are we remote or what's that looking like? Uh, we're mostly remote, but we have a New York team. Um, so we have an office here in uh, New York as well. Awesome. 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 So right now you guys have a team out of, like, when, when did you guys actually create this again? I want to step, you know, and touch on that too as well. When did you guys create this? How long have we been doing this? Yeah. So the company was originally created in 2015. Um, 
and then I came into the company in 2016, um, and uh, I took over in 2018, actually. So, um, you know, from then, we're like, you know, how do we, uh, you know, really get to the level of um, creating all of these things, exploring all of them, and then doubling down on what's working? And I think we're finally at that level of figuring out, hey, we're working, let's go, let's charge this, and scaling the team and the company, too. Right. And how much, you know, you, you guys, how much did you say you actually raised? I think you were at what? Was it 3 million or was it more than 3 million right now? Uh, as far as we've raised, um, so we don't talk about that publicly, um, but uh, we, we've raised more than a million dollars. Awesome. Uh, I just state. wanted, yeah. I wanted to personally dig in your runway. You know, that's what I yeah, was digging in. Because I know, you know, at Biomarker, you know, we were doing a lot of cutting edge things at the time, but I know this is the biggest thing I was always telling uh, the CEO. And this was his first, you know, uh, startup. I mean, it was profitable when he was doing like a white label thing. Um, uh, it was B two B. But then when once we went to consumer, um, he hired too many data scientists, and mm-hmm. and, it, and you need data scientists. But I felt like it was too early to hire that many yeah. data scientists early on, you know, and it didn't match with his runway. And I'm like, hey man, you know, <laughs> you might want to watch this because. Uh, <laughs> You know, what's your runways? Oh no, we're fine. But actually, he wasn't fine. He actually was. He actually was running out of money. He hired way too many data scientists, and he wanted to get the best to where he actually ran out. And so there was a beautiful, amazing idea that could have been uh, utilized and leveraged, and you mm-hmm. know, and, and and been a really big, you know, big brain, uh, big brand. But it, yeah. it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen because you know he ran out of money. And so that's one of the biggest things. Like when people have these amazing ideas when they run out of money and capital, that's what kills them. But I like how you guys have utilized things like, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, redeeming like referrals and, you know, podcasting and things like that. I like how you guys have, you know, ventured off into this perspective because this is a way also to increase profitability for the company and also get awareness out. Right. And I'll definitely be talking about that here on this podcast for sure. I think it's a really great technology. I think it's cool. Um, it's definitely something that I would actually wear my, you know, wear it on my sleeve and, and, and talk about it on this show. Um, really not into taking on different, you know, types of sponsors and things like that. If, it, if I don't think it aligns, but this is something yeah. definitely aligns with the actual show. I've been really picky on that. Um, and I think it's a great technology. I think you guys have a, a, a huge opportunity. And I think like, you know, when you start talking about other investors here in Silicon Valley, they are, I think their biggest thing is, and I'm, I'm very sure you know this, is uh, don't fuck it up, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Easier said than done, but yeah, definitely working our best over here to yeah. make sure it happens. So I expect to see you, you know, continuing to do this whole Ree Hoffman, you know, jumping off the, you know, building while you're assembling that plane and, uh, you know, kicking, kicking butt, man, and, and, and making things uh, happen with this technology. So... Right. I also got a, a whiff of it that you guys told me that you guys were updating your website. I loved it. It looked really nice. Um, uh, amazing job. Um, what's next for Brain FM? Like, what are some things that you might want to share with the audience and, and what's next? Yeah. So I think next is just doubling down is, is you know, finding what works and, and giving people the tools that they need to find the aha. Right. How do we make it so that, um, you know, if 100 people sign up and try Brain FM, how do we make it so that, you know, double or, or every, I mean, ideally everyone has the aha moment, right? That they get, I see it. I can feel the difference. And I think that's where we're putting a lot of our energy, right? We're hiring a ton of people in product. 
a ton of engineers to really ship, to really experiment, to really understand, make it better for the user, and then at the same time, deliver on some of the other things we've been talking about, some of the wearable stuff. Maybe we should chat after this about that. But um, you know, really figuring out, again, let's package this. We, I agree with you. Like This is amazing technology. We can't F it up. We got to do it the right way. We're kind of doing it, I think, in the, the right speed is also important. So not too fast, not too slow. Because some startup-y things is go, 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 go. But unless you know exactly where you're going, your company, it doesn't work. And we've taken our chime in developing a technology. This technology has been being developed for like 20 years. Um, we're, we're able to use it today. And now it's how do we expand this technology for another 20 years? But then how do we build this product so that in, in 20 years from now, we're a household name that people use all the time from you know their parents to their kids. Um, and that's the mission that we're on. Um, and we're we're of closer to the end than we're at the beginning, which is the exciting part. No, totally, man. I, I 100% agree with what you're doing and, and, and what you're actually speaking on. But one thing I learned on earlier on when I first started creating stuff, man, I was always a, a hackerpreneur. And uh, yeah, hackerpreneur. I was just great shit. I like that. And, and, and fail yeah. and then break stuff. My mom actually, you know, she coined me as Mr. Fix-It because I didn't fix anything. I actually broke a lot of shit. Um, uh, <laughs> That's and, how you figure out how it works, right? <laughs> until it, until I fixed it, until I fixed it, I, I broke mm-hmm. a lot of things. Uh, I got better, um, you know, blowing up four hundred dollar TVs. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of restrictions. So I had a lot of time to re, you know, rethink about these things and uh, figure out what I did wrong and how I can do it better next time and get it a longer uh, deadline of punishment. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> this is me. Don't be like me, kids. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like awesome, you know, but what I was going to dig into in that, it was like, I always like to think about products in, the, in a perspective of like, you know, um, how can they be sexy, right? Right? How can they be sexy? Because I've always seen, you know, I would do all types of, you know, wacky little experiments as a kid. And I would talk to people, I was talking about like terraforming as a kid. You know, mm-hmm. I was I was doing experiments in my house. I was like, I wonder how you could terraform things. And that'd be cool to do Mars and... I was talking this stuff when I was like a kid and playing around with like, you know, ragu jars and throwing water and sand in there and basic elements that I thought and see if that could actually cause something to grow in there and not open it for like a year or two. Um, I would do weird little wacky things like that. I would actually grab different game systems and turn them into, you know, TVs and, you know, see if I can, you know, play different like um, DVDs in them and things like that off of, you know, a battery and put in my book sack and bring it to school. And one thing I always learned from these things you know, even down to the, my earliest startup, I would say, which was like kind of basic, was, you know, selling candy, right? Um, was figuring out these elements of business and what sells. And, you know, one thing I've learned is technology is cool, but when technology can be leveraged as sexy is when it kind of takes it on a whole nother world. And what I mean by that is I would do these little wacky things and then people would like ignore it. Okay. What are you? That's that's silly. Right. Or they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even pay attention to me. But then once I added a, a sexy element to it, if you will, people were like, oh, wait, mm-hmm. what's that? You know, oh, you can put this DVD in there. Oh, that's a, not a good D. Oh, what's that? What's that DVD? You know, then it, it, it oh, well, you're selling candy. Okay, you can get these cool people over here. These, these type of uh, tactics is really what caused a lot of uh, product uh, scaling. You know, I think like, you know, it, well, maybe it's also, it's not just about it being practical and useful. I'm saying like also adding a sexy layer to it to scale it 
faster in certain ways. I've always seen these ways, uh, these type of methods to work. When you look at uh, Apple, you know, they built great technology and great hardware, but what was their key to excelling the market? It was they made it sexier. They made the laptop mm-hmm. sexier. They made their software and hardware sexier. That's what they did. You know, overall, they didn't just put, Steve Jobs just didn't put something together. He made it just, there was an experience in the actual hardware, right? And also the software mm-hmm. and the actual UI, right? So these things mattered. And when we're looking at Elon Musk, he's doing the same similar things. These type of like, how do you make my nerdy little technologies seem cool? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. an extra talent. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I, I think Brain FM has like some really great technology. And I always look at, you know, I think you guys are, you know, making it sexy already. Um, I'm always looking at opportunities of like how you can make it more sexier, right? And that's where I was coming to this whole, you know, Kanye West and these guys and the industry things because they would just like drool over this stuff because they're always looking for the next cool thing, you know, that, that's mm-hmm. better than the other guy. I think it's part of like this type of like music culture of like who's got something new. It's this competitiveness. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely – we have a few things in the work uh, in the works that I can't talk about. But if Kanye is listening to this and he wants to reach out to me, feel free. <laughs> For <laughs> right? sure. Um, and and yeah, we're we're gonna see. I think I think we're we definitely have. I, I think you're right about um, sexy, right? Like like figuring out like how do we make this so that it's the cool thing, right? It's the I want this, I need this. Um, and we we have a few things that we're working on, and then I'm sure you know that. Um, you know, we'll discover along the way. And, and what's really cool is actually a lot of our users kind of, they, they're super fans. They say, Hey, I really want this. What about this? Um, and that's actually a really cool thing. Great we got all these people saying, yeah, it's, it's great. It's great to see that. So, you know, now it's just saying, okay, well, what do we say yes to? What do we say no to? And what do we say? And this is the hardest part, not yet to. Um, and uh, I think now it's, it's figuring that out having a good system and just cruising, you know? So, well, yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll come back in six months. I'll let you know how it's going. <laughs> yeah, that, that definitely. I mean, te- great things take, uh, you know, a long time. Rome wasn't built in a day. So I definitely think this is one of those things, but definitely for sure. Um, yeah. And if you ever want to, you know, try to reach out to Kanye, you know, you feel like you got that level going on, you know, let me know. I do know, I do know some people that, that know him and work with him. So there's always an option there, but, uh, that's another Great. story for it's you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. Thanks, Dan, for coming on the show. Um, it's been amazing. Great conversation. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, tell everybody how they can actually um check out the website and more. Yeah, so people can just go to brain.fm, right? Or go on the iOS or app stores, brain.fm. Uh, depending on when this episode is released, uh, we are coming out with some new stuff. Um, but it's, it's not about the product. It's more about the music, the, the, the fundamentals. So I, I really encourage you not to just listen to this and be like, okay, cool. Like actually try it, put on headphones, sit down with something you have to do to work and go. And that is when you're going to experience the stuff that I'm talking about. Um, the stuff on, you know, why I'm so passionate about this, um, and why 2 million other people are really passionate too. Um, so yeah, try it out and uh, let me know how you like it. Yes, yes, yes. I actually did listen to it for a couple of minutes. Um, I got distracted, and it wasn't it wasn't the app's fault. I got distracted as soon as I'd opened up and I played it, and then I got distracted and I had to do something because I'm actually going. You know, I'm about to travel to uh, 
Greece and Turkey um, this week. So Exciting. I, you know, and I just finished yeah. with the whole COVID thing and the lockdown, mm-hmm. and so you can't leave, and you need that that approval of the negative, you know, and not positive. So you yeah. need all that stuff. So yeah. I was right in the middle of that, and I was getting this conversation. Hey, you know, we needed uh, okay. So I got distracted. I should have turned on the ADD one. Um, yeah. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, man, it's been great having you on. Definitely want to check out the progress of this. Um, yeah, so just hang on for a couple of minutes. Um, I'm going to pause this and stop this and uh, make sure we got everything recorded. And, uh, yeah, give you, I'll, I'll tell you offline the, the next steps. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. So much fun. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen. The Kids in the Room Podcast. The Kids in the Room Podcast. That's right. That's right. Brought to you by Move Faces. Check it out.